nearly all the people in this country live on less than $2 a day. Half of those are women, but you wouldn't know it if you stood on a Kabul street. Women have all but disappeared from public life under the Taliban government. Denied the right to work outside their homes, they were most reliant on charity and are now hardest hit by aid cuts. We went up the hills surrounding the city where some of the most vulnerable communities live. Crude homes dot the landscape. Sewage flows by the side of mud tracks. Sohela Niazi's husband was killed in fighting during the Taliban takeover. Basit and baby Husna are two of her six children. She's one of 10 million Afghans who've stopped receiving aid from the World Food Programme this year. It's been two months since I was able to buy milk for my baby. I give her green tea in a feeding bottle and I give her medicine which makes her sleep from one morning to another because if she wakes up and asks for food, I have nothing to give her. That medicine is an anti-allergy drug that Sohela is using as a sedative. Now, she relies entirely on food donated by her relatives and neighbors. Aid has so far also prevented healthcare from collapsing. But that's now being withdrawn too, including from here, where Zubeda has brought her malnourished baby, Habisa. It's Afghanistan's only children's hospital. In a corner is Sumeya. At 14 months, she weighs as much as a newborn. They are among the more than three million malnourished children in the country. It's an unprecedented ravaging of Afghanistan's youngest. Both of Muhammad Shafi's parents are dead. He weighs less than half of what he should at 18 months. His grandmother, Hayat Bibi, said the Taliban helped her bring the boy here, but doesn't know how she will get by now. I'm relying on the mercy of God. I have nowhere else to turn to. I'm totally lost, she told us. At this hospital, doctors and nurses have already had their pay cut by half. Over the past two years, we have seen firsthand the situation deteriorating all across this country. We've witnessed how aid agencies are providing the only humanitarian link, keeping people away from famine, keeping the bare bones of hospitals up and running. And now they're facing significant cuts because of a lack of funding from a world that's distracted by so much else, but which also doesn't want to give money to a country where the Taliban government is imposing restrictions on women. I asked the Taliban's main spokesman, Zabiullah Mujahid, who's now based in their seat of power, Kandahar, about their policies. Do you recognize, though, that it's your government's policies, especially your restrictions on women, that is a part of the problem, that is a part of the reason why donors do not want to give funds for Afghanistan? 
If it is being used as a tool to pressure us, then the Islamic Emirate has its own values which it will safeguard at any cost. Afghans have made big sacrifices in the past to protect our values and will endure the cutting of aid too. Those words offer no comfort for this mother. Her husband died and she must provide for her children. She told us she's been stopped multiple times by the Taliban from selling fruit on the street and even detained once. She doesn't want to be named, but she wants to be seen and heard. I'm tired of this life. They should at least allow us to go out and earn an honest living. We are not going out to do anything bad. If I don't work, what will my four children eat? Her 12-year-old boy now has to work to earn for the family. Like most nights, they'll go to bed on bread and water with millions of other Afghans. Yogita BBC News, Kabul.